When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise Podcast. It's a, what's the opposite of a Victory Monday? Uh, a, a, uh, victory oh, oh. Friday? No, a lot. Never. Anyway, the Bears yeah. lost. They are no longer in first place in the, National, in the NFC North. They took the North. They weren't going to give it back. They already gave it back. <laughs> so with me to talk about their exciting, well, their... Perfunctory game against the New York Giants, and look ahead to a uh, thrilling, I'm sure, trip to Minneapolis. Oh. Uh, is Mike actor comedian Mike Pusateri? Mike, how are you? Uh, I'm doing good. You know, I just want to point out, I appreciate how you welcome people back to the podcast. Most podcasts they say welcome in oh, to the on. podcast. It makes done, no this sense. This is two. This is like episode two twenty nine. Well, you, I know you've I, always done it, but but I, I'm noticing more and more every, anytime someone says "Welcome into the podcast." No, no. These, these are like our family; they've been here for yeah. all of them. I would think 99 percent of the listeners of the millions of listeners have listened to every single episode before. I, don't, I, I would I would certainly expect so. So, um, oh, yeah, pointlessexercise.com for the newsletter for the podcast for. More swag than you can shake a stick at, and the way you shake a stick at it. Um, and Mike, uh, where do you update people on all of your exciting happenings out there in uh, in Los Angeles? Out here in La La Land, uh, people can follow me on Twitter at uh, I uh, at, my, at Mike Busateri and on Instagram at I am Mike Busateri. So uh, I am enjoying a lovely. This sounds like a plug. Unfortunately, it's not a plug. Although, if they want me to plug it, I, I would take cash money. Uh, so there is a uh, there's a brewery in Rockford, Illinois, beautiful Rockford, Illinois, called mm. the Carlisle Brewing. It was like the first one they opened. Mm. Maybe it even says on here. Well like over 20 care. years ago. Yeah. And they make the best beer uh, in the, certainly in the state. Okay. They make a vanilla cream ale, which they now... Mm. You can you can now buy, you can always get growlers. Now you can get you can get cans. You have to you go in. I did this the other day. I went in. It's like I'm gonna get some cans. Of, I'm gonna get some cans of that. So you go in, you order it, and the, while you sit there and drink a beer, the bartender cans the beer for you. Ooh! She does it right in front of you. Wow! That's how fresh. That. That's how fresh it is. My goodness! They closed right after the pandemic. They came back and they said, "Ah, fuck it, we're done." And everyone was depressed. And then all of a sudden, like six months later, on Facebook, they're like, "You know what? We're coming back." Well, good for back. them. They came back. They well, you... uh, they'd gotten into they. It was it, when we first was there. It was all beer. They make some. Maybe you get a sandwich. They had some chips. Then they started making pizza. That's good pizza. And now they still they still have pizza, but it's basically if you want a pizza, we'll give you the pizza. Go go bake it yourself. <laughs> take it, take it home. Bring it back if you want, but you're not cook, we're not we're not cooking in here. We're not wasting our ovens on you bastards. It's pretty much exactly what they did. So yeah, but they're back, so that's good. Okay. 
So the Bears, Bears and the Giants were both two and one. No one believed it. No, after watching three hours of them try to play football, uh, somebody had to be three and one, and it got to be the oh. Giants. Yeah, undeserved. I Giants mean, either team whose offense consisted of. We'll run Saquon this way. Then the next week we'll pretend to run the Saquon this way, and everyone will chase him. And then and we'll little Daniel like. Jones will just skitter over this way and get <laughs> and gain lots of yards, but get hit a lot. And then at some point, Daniel's like, oh, my ankle is the size of a balloon. So then they brought in Tyrod Taylor. Yep. And then they ran the same shit, and it worked. And I thought Moose, for once, Moose Johnston, for those of you who don't know which Moose I'm referring Formerly of uh, Kenny Moose and Goose. That's right. Yep. Only two of those are alive. And actually, when you listen to Moose, maybe just one. Um, he talked about how the uh, one of the things the Giants did smartly is that their backup quarterback has basically the same skills as their starting quarterback. So if you're going to try to run Daniel Jones a lot, which they do, if you need to go to the backup, you're not bringing in, like, you know, Joe Flacco, who can't do any of that. Right. So, so then Tyrod, he ran a few, and then he got uh, hit in the head real hard and had to go to the Very blue shent. Blue shent. Oh, it's a tent. Okay. I, I like call it a shent because I mispronounce things. The blue yeah. tent of shame. And they didn't have a quarterback. So Saquon yeah. just played quarterback. Yeah. And it worked it was, for, like, were, three plays. and then it, They were, clo- then they were close, close to running the T formation almost. Yes. It worked for a few plays, and the Bears were like, all right, we got this shit figured out. I did enjoy the fact that Daniel Jones was on the field, could barely move, was lining up as a wide receiver. Yeah. And apparently the reason he was out there was he, without Tyrod, he's the only player left who had the communicator in his helmet. (laughs) And because Mike Kafka, their office coordinator, is in the booth, they needed somebody on the field who could hear the play. That seems like a flawed system. That's a twenty-two and a twenty twenty-two NFL in in a nutshell. Yes. And did you know? I knew this. It's not as simple as all right. Just Saquon put put Daniel's helmet on. You are not allowed to wear Can't anyone else's helmet because your helmet is yeah. fitted to your head. In fact, the reason that teams are so excited about their uh, getting to use their alternate helmets this year for the first time is that this is the first year the NFL has approved a second helmet for a player. Mm-hmm. It used to be like the reason that the Bears all their their helmets, their for original throwbacks, they just took the C's off. Then they have the flying V ones that they wore the other day. But you notice they were still navy because they had to use the same helmet. Mm-hmm. Well now you can use, now you get an orange helmet you can have a second one. Uh, but the rule still exists and so it wasn't as simple as just saying alright somebody needs to wear the quarterback helmet so you can hear the plays. If you don't have your two quarterbacks in the game either one of them you have to bring in plays the old-fashioned way. like, like right, With Brian Bashnagel running them in yeah. from the sidelines. Yep. Yeah. And alternate either like wide receivers or tight ends. Um, in fact, that was why in the glory days, you used all those shots of like Ditka screaming at Emery Moorhead, grabbing him by the face mask. He wasn't really <laughs> yeah. mad at Emery. Emery was just the poor sucker who had to bring the next play in. And he was Ditka's basically yelling at the quarterback through Emery. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But it, that's always it's always bizarre that NFL teams these days only have two quarterbacks. I mean, when we were growing up, they always had three quarterbacks. Yeah. 
And now in this era of concussions and safety and just guys being bigger, stronger, and faster, you would think, if anything, you'd have more quarterbacks, not less. Well, and I don't but you know, only have two. I don't know what happened to the emergency quarterback. You yeah. used You used to have the third guy was dressed, but he could only play. If you put him in, the other two couldn't come back in. Right. Basically, right. it was, all right, here's your, this is the guy's designated your third quarterback. He doesn't count against your 47 men. But if you bring him in, he's the, the other and two are out. done. They can't come back right. in. In other words, it better be a real emergency if you're going to bring this guy in. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I apparently don't do that anymore. Which is certainly not, not for safety reasons they don't do that. It makes no sense. Why would I, you not do that? I think they did it because they were like, oh, I'm tired of looking at Tyler Bray in his uniform. No, he's got to wear a, make him wear a sweatshirt and a hat. I don't want to look at that. Yeah. Right. One less uniform we got to wash. Yeah, it was probably the uh, uh, like the equipment men wrote a letter to the like God, guys, that's a lot. You wouldn't believe how even though they don't play, you wouldn't believe how dirty they can get those white pants. <laughs> Especially for the, like the, the one guy was carted off the poop. Speaking of uh, white pants, yeah, that's and right. The, uh... and the best part of that was so if people don't know in the in the very exciting uh, Lions Seahawks game. I believe it ended up 48-45. Mm. First NFL game ever to finish at 48-45. So Scorigami. Uh DK Metcalf was carted off, carted, not carted off the field, carted from the sidelines. You know, you oh, take it, got to take him into the locker room. Must be something wrong with DK. Yeah. And then word got out that uh, DK had to poop <laughs> and was pretty sure he wasn't going to make it all the way. Appar- apparently in Ford Field, the visiting locker room is quite a ways from the field and uh, DK basically hitched a ride so he could go take a dump and then they drove him back and then he came back in the game he was not injured and then but the best part was after the game <laughs> DK tweeted out because somebody tweeted it that you know, he was they showed a picture of him on the cart and he's like he goes the the clinch walk was not going to work <laughs> this is pretty great. I like the fact that he just embraced it I, I love that. You you imagine he's like walking halfway down the sidelines. It was like, you know that feeling. Like, oh, no. <laughs> it cuts. Can you send a cart? For what? <laughs> Why, I need the bet. Well, just I can't walk there, coach. All right. Oh, we've all had that feeling, especially like when you have to go and you're right coming right up to your door, your front door, and then it get really intensified. Not, not to go all <laughs> poop talk. But yeah. it, there's a th- I mean, I don't think I'm the only one who's experienced this weird phenomenon. When you really have to go and you can keep it under control, the mi- the minute you hover above the toilet, your bowels are like, oh. we made it. All right, here it goes. <laughs> Release the hounds. <laughs> you can barely get the pants down at time. It's like, all right, oh, oh good, you're here. Right. Kicking, oh, your, kicking your shorts all over the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for tuning in, folks. <laughs> That's good. Right, that's enough. That's enough poop talk for this week. Uh, not to be uh, skeptical or anything, but uh-huh. uh, JJ Watt mm. tweeted. I had an emotional tweet yesterday, yes. basically saying news about this. I've, I've I have learned that news about this is going to be reported today. So I'm going to tell you that I went into a fib or whatever. He had it basically. I had a right. heart shocked back in order. On like Wednesday. on third, on like oh, Wednesday, yeah, like two days ago before yeah. the game. And, uh, he's playing on Sunday, and I looked okay. at that tweet, knowing that JJ and his brothers, if there's a camera, they will find it. I'm mm. thinking, yeah, he tweeted that because he 
that was his way of letting us all know. Like the Cardinals were gonna know. It was like, look at what a tough SOB I am. My right. my, they had to fix my heart on Wednesday, and I'm playing today. It's like, oh, no. mm-hmm. all right, JJ, whatever. Yeah. Nah, I don't want to. You know, just like uh, when TJ tore his pec. Yeah. He basically stopped almost in front of the CBS camera. He was pointing at. I tore my pec. <laughs> but all this comes on the heels of the Tua incident, yeah. of course. So this is, you know, the NFL is under quite a bit, deservedly so, under quite a bit of scrutiny right. for their handling of these concussions. Well, and the Tyrod thing was apparently a concussion. Yeah. And right. he was sprinting to the locker room for why? Uh, and did, did he have to poop too? No, well, let's not speculate. Well, the Giants had the guy who had just had the appendectomy. Oh yeah, right. And then that he got hurt. Like, Lay there holding his side. Like, <laughs> yeah. so, wow. I, I thought maybe his maybe his pants grew back, or maybe he just ripped <laughs> all his stitches out. It's going to bleed all over the field. Yeah. Ugh. What going on? Yeah. Uh, so the Bears. Bears. Which I guess is what we're supposed to talk about. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> The, if you notice that today, uh, I was I was mean to him last week, but I I try to acknowledge, or maybe two weeks ago, I try to acknowledge that Sam Mustafer is playing. Sam is an undrafted free agent who's the backup center who's playing. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. like they went out and, in fact, they tried to sign Lucas Patrick to play center, and then he bent all his fingers the wrong way, and he still can't snap the ball. So we got Sam, but which it, is important for a center to be is, able to snap the ball. Although yeah. honestly, can he just by now he should have gotten he could have been doing it left-handed enough that he'd be good at it. Good point. Yeah. Um, Sam apparently Bears Twitter has decided Sam's the he's the whole problem with the offense. He's the villain. Yep. Sam was for it's all, it's all some, guy, some guy very predictably. It's 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 an amusing amusing joke, but pretty obvious. He he tweeted enough mean things at Sam that Sam blocked him, and then he took a screenshot of it and goes, "I'm the first person Sam Mosfer's blocked this year." <laughs> um. Like, um, they, got, they got more problems than just that. But, yeah, it's not – they they looked at that line and said, okay, we need a better center, and they went out and they got one, and they haven't been able to play him at that spot yet. It's not like they were just, you know, like, oh, no, Sam's, Sam's great. Right, 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 right. He's, right. This is not all on on poor little Sam. Uh, no, that would be a little bit silly to blame Sam Mustafer for all the problems. Yeah. Uh, Cody Whitehair hurt his knee, so he's out for – well, he's day-to-day because everybody – the flus. Everybody's day to day with the flus. Well, he's dead. Why well, he's day to day? Well, there's no day tomorrow, day. so he's just day. <laughs> Cross him off the list then. He's not day to day. He's just day. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get more Sam because Luke Patrick has to play left guard now for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Uh, but the Bears' offense, um, first drive. It was a really nice, like, 18-yard pass from Justin Fields to, to Darnell oh, Mooney. Gorgeous pass, by the way. Second Beautiful drive. Pass. Unbelievable. I didn't think it was legal. 56 yards in the air from Justin Fields to Darnell Mooney. Uh, that was about it for the offense. But uh, there were signs. So I my take in the fabulous Points Exercise newsletter that came out uh, this morning. Yes. Very enjoyable, by the way. I felt like it was... I, it was apparent to me, as a guy who played high school football. I mean, come on, 
It's I played a year of junior tackle and I played high school, so I know all this stuff. Yeah, really seemed to me like they, you know, Justin was getting harassed last week, rightly so, for just not throwing the ball. Sometimes mm-hmm. he he was the opposite of that. I thought on Sunday he was decisive. He was yeah. oh here we go I'm throwing. Oh, but I also thought he was decisive uh, in a way that um, could be detrimental to his uh, um, how ambulatory he's going to be going forward in that he would drop back, feel a little pressure, and he's like, fuck it. He just takes off. Yeah, yeah. And I think that may have been part of the thought process. I'm, I'm going to I'm making decisions this week. Here we go. Well, you kind of like to see him when the pocket gets, maybe doesn't completely collapse. It just kind of caves in on one side. <laughs> yeah. Move and then try to see if there's a play to be made down the field still. The problem that he has is that this, the line is so inconsistent. There were plenty of times on Sunday when the line gave him good protection, but then there are other times it was just a jailbreak. And yeah. so if you're him, you have no idea. When you're back in the pocket, am I going to have time? We're going to be running for my life in 0.8 seconds. You know, and, and it's I, I, it's really hard uh, to, to, to get into a rhythm and, and, and do that when that line is just – so inconsistent. I mean, I guess it's not. I guess it's good. It's not horrible all the time. Sometimes it's actually decent, but that's tough. It it seemed to be, um, it's it seemed to be the the left hand side of the line had most of the problems on Sunday. Uh, Braxton Jones did not have a terribly good game, and then um, <laughs> I thought I thought he was automatically going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, no, that's not probably not going to happen. No, he's going to. It might have to wait a year or two. Yeah. Um, someone said, I think it was Adam Hogue, that uh, Tevin Jenkins, who ended up getting to play most of the game because they had to move uh, Patrick over to the other guard, uh, did not allow a single quarterback pressure during mm-hmm. the pass plays he was in. It. And uh, I, I didn't break down. I haven't broke down the film yet. I'm great at everybody. God, I love assholes do that. I mean, it's bad enough when sports writers do it, but you get callers into sports radio. I haven't. Yeah. Uh, I haven't graded the film yet. No, you don't. There's why are you doing that? Don't do that. Hey, no caps. I got. I got to grade the film. Uh, shut up. Yeah. How about you? Shut up. Uh, I I did notice Larry Borum uh, really only on one play. That was uh, two minute warning. Game mm-hmm. at, game. Everybody goes commercials. They come back. Larry goes offsides. Which is classic, an, just a classic, a classy homage to uh, the Matt Nagy, the entire Matt Nagy era. It's like we're thinking of you, Matt. Love you, pal. Every every timeout should be followed immediately by a penalty. It's uncanny, a tradition unlike any other. I also thought it was a little alarming when that two minute warning happened in the first half, when the Bears seemed completely surprised by it. Wait. Whistles there's a two-minute They're warning? all looking around like, God, who's the penalty on this time? Like, oh, it's two-minute warning. Oh, oh, oh. there's a clock. Yeah, it's it's on. There's, it's in multiple places around here, guys. You can see it. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was two. I thought it was two o'clock. No, it's. Um, well, maybe they haven't covered the two-minute warning yet in, in the in the meetings. Like, like they clearly, as you pointed out, must not have covered the fact that a touchback comes out to the twenty-five. Yeah, that though, that goes back to every regime. <laughs> since the rule changed. It's amazing. Well, yeah, the Bears... Corderell raised it to an hour form last year. Yes, but... he did. Yeah. Um, 
I get it. That whole last year was like, all right, our best our best chance of scoring is for Corderell to run this back. <laughs> it's like, oh, come on, guys. It's it's the twenty five. We never get to start there. Never. You don't. So maybe you don't think the T in hits is for touchback. They haven't covered that yet. I don't think they've gotten to it yet. No, no. Yeah. So we okay. So all the talk has been. It's, it certainly seems that this coaching staff does not trust Justin Fields. We also should remember Luke Getze is a first-year play caller in the NFL, which is maybe not ideal, but he is. Um, but clearly, you know, what was odd to me uh, is, is the four field goals because why, why are we if, – if we're not taking chances on some of these plays in the red zone this year, what are we doing? And I, I don't know. What, what is your take on this with the coaching staff and Fields and their confidence in them? And, and and we talk about this every week, and we're going to, I'm sure, talk about it every week from now on. But well, it, it, yeah, they had, they had the one stretch going into this game where they ran 19 consecutive plays in the red zone were runs. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how many of those ended up in touchdowns. They had, there was at least a couple of plays where they ran the ball three times and on the third run, Khalil scored. Right. Um, I think as much as it annoys people that they basically look at it as, um, well, I think they still think their best chance of <laughs> moving the ball is running it. And I think if they get a fourth and short in the red zone, they're going to kick just because their whole thing is just keep the game close. We'll try to, and it did, I mean, they should have had the ball with a chance to tie the game. Actually, two possessions at the end of the game with a chance to tie the game. Mm-hmm. So that part of it worked. Um, well, they did. They had the ball with five and a half minutes to go down eight, right? But you know that was you knew that was an insurmountable lead that the Giants had at that point. Yeah, I mean, I thought at the very least the Bears were probably going to have to somehow miraculously score twice. Yeah, they, even if they got the touchdown, the odds of them running a successful two point conversion they're pretty long. Good. Sorry, we're gonna get six this time, and then we'll get three later, and then we'll win. We'll, we'll win by <laughs> point. It'll be fine. Right. Uh, so I don't. I mean, I don't know. I haven't looked back to see like how many of those runs were were going to be passes at some point because we still mm-hmm. get a lot of those. Fields had he got sacked five times. Yep. He ran seven times. I think six of those were non. I think one of those was like a quarterback sweep, and then he fumbled on a pass. So you basically he. They tried to throw. I gotta do math now. They tried to throw twelve more times than what his stat line shows. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I. I mean, I. They certainly in the um, the first two games. Number one, I think the game one was due largely to the weather. Yep. Game two was due largely to the fact that they didn't want Justin wearing the Packers defense like a hat. So they didn't throw. They didn't throw a tremendous amount of passes. And last week. He only threw 17 passes, but I think we figured out there were like 10 more. So I don't, th- I, I don't feel like it's a case of them not trusting him. I think that's a convenient. And we're getting that narrative a lot from. Uh, I don't know that they don't have a terribly dynamic offense. In fact, one of the things I, I, I counted as progress this week was for the first time we actually got a couple of plays where you're like, oh shit, that guy's got to make that play for Justin. Yeah, which was like the first time this year that it showed up that he's a lot better than the guys he's throwing the ball to. 
which is almost like, all right, good. Yeah. That's a good sign. <laughs> but he right, puts it right, right on Dante Pettis, and it's a tough catch. But it's right yeah. there. It hits him in the hand. It's going to be a first down, and he just clanks yeah. it. You're like, okay, there you yeah. go. There's a good example of this. He does, you know, he's only got one decent wide receiver, and that guy's four foot eight. Right, right. Look, we've watched a lot of Bears quarterbacks in our lifetime. Bob Avellini isn't making those passes to to Darnell Mooney down the field. You know, the, yeah. you see the talent that he has, yeah. and all all I wanted, all I think a lot of people wanted was. This year is all about Justin's development, and this was the first game, this Giants game, where you could really, okay, this is kind of the first game where we could really get a, a good evaluation about, okay, how do they stack up against another opponent? Because as you alluded to, the first game was played in a monsoon. You can't learn anything from that. The next game was played at Green Bay. Forget that. Next game is home against the Texans. Okay, that's the game. A game that the coaching staff is like, we got to win this one, fine. This was kind of a game. We were like, all right, Giants, kind of a similar sort of team. New coach, just like us. We're on the road. Let's see what we can do. And it still seemed like a very, very – it did not seem like a coaching staff that had in its mind, we're going to try to develop. We're going to try to to, to to go to Justin's strengths. Now, they haven't helped him. They haven't surrounded him with great talent, certainly. But – I'm just not sure what we're, you know, what, whenever a team kicks four field goals, you're like, this just never works. It's just, you gotta, you gotta get, you gotta get touchdowns when you get that deep. You gotta at least try it for it. What? It, they, and they've got, they've got Trave or is it Trayvon or Tavon Wesco? That's not a, that's not a weapon. I forgot he was on the team. He caught that one pass. Oh yeah. That's the guy they yeah. got from the Jets. I mean, we do have to remember this is still a team that seven of these players were cut by other teams on the last cutdown day and are now Bears. Yeah. Um, that's, defensively, that's I thought the, the, you know, they don't have that many, like, really good defensive players. One of them is Jalen Johnson, and he missed the second game in a row, and it was very noticeable. Because yeah. it, the Giants, you know, for all the, how are the Bears falling for the um, bootleg every time? Banana was, the tailpipe. <laughs> If you notice on the, the, the with the side of the field that worked was the basically they were just they're looking for Kyler Gordon. Yeah, I mean, but that was embarrassing how how the, how open those bootlegs were. Yeah, I mean, part of it was the Bears the the Giants have Saquon is back to being a great running back. Yeah, and he he's, seems like a threat to break it every time he gets the ball, and he gets a little extra attention because of that. Uh, but right. then. Really, what you need is somebody on that whoever's supposed to be over there on that opposite side has to stay there. And we saw repeatedly Kyler like, "Oh, I'm gonna go get the running back." <laughs> yeah, right. And now there's nobody over there. You're not even slowing the blockers down now. Now all of a sudden, everybody right, no. that gets over there is already behind. That's not. It's not all his fault, but it was whoever was over on that. A lot of times, it was Kindleville Door was on that side with him, and it's like you. The, your linemen have to move, have to go down the line because it's a it's it's a run play. They have to follow. Their running back is going through the line. Yeah, you, somebody's got to be over there, and it wasn't over and over and over again. This is what's <laughs> worrisome to me about the flu era. This is a defense. This is a defensive guy. If nothing else, we should have we should at least not we should have guys at least sort of in the right area. Now maybe they're not talented enough to make the tackle, but they should at least be there. This is what we're supposed to get from a defensive coach. And 
we saw some pretty embarrassing stuff. Not to mention, how many? What did they get? Two hundred and sixty yards rushing yesterday, or something like that. What was the final? What was the final tally? Hold on, let me look it up. It was a lot. They, however, it was two hundred sixty-two. Two hundred sixty-two. I do know what, how many yards the leading giant receiver got. How many? It was eleven. Okay. But they did. He, you know, but they didn't need him to get a, you know, more. Well, they only won by eight points, though. I mean, it's not like. <laughs> I mean, the Bears gave up six points in the second half. Still have not allowed a touchdown in the second half. So That's for good. all this, you know, doom and gloom about all oh, this defense has got, got humiliated again, it's like, well, they gave up 20 points. Yeah, it's not terrible, but. Giants ran the ball 44 times. 44 for 263. They threw 16 times for 82 yards. Yeah. I mean, the Bears threw... T- Attempted 22 passes. So they probably really were trying to throw 32 passes. Right. At least. Right. Right. And total yards. The Giants ended up with 29 more total yards than the Bears did. But here's the weird thing. Justin Fields actually had a better passer rating than Daniel Jones. I mean, it was almost identical. It was 76.7 to 76.1. But. Well, he hasn't even won him through a touchdown pass. So, no interceptions, no touchdown passes for either guy. Yeah, well, the Daniel Jones just ran into the end zone. He didn't need a. Yeah, he ran. Ball. Well, Fields ran seven times for fifty-two yards. Jones ran six times for sixty-eight. Yeah, that's incredible. Daniel Jones, noted NFL rushing threat. Daniel Jones. Uh, let's see. He ran nine times for 79 yards against Cowboys a week before. It kind of is there. I mean, Dable has basically looked at it and said, all right, you you can't throw. So here's what we're going to do. You, yeah. can, you, you can run around until you get hurt. Oh, made it to week four. <laughs> now, now what do we do? Yeah, right. So that was my issue with the with the fields, him running so much is simply, I don't want to see him get hit this many times playing for. Yeah, it's not no. like, it's not like okay, I need these extra fifteen yards because we need this game because we're you know we're in the playoff hunt. It's like you're not. Like no. how about this, Justin? We know you can run. We've we've seen it. You established that. Congratulations. We check that box. See this box? It's got a check in it. Yeah. That's enough of that yeah. shit for now. Next year, if we're better, you can start running again. Don't need this. You roll yeah. out, you look for a guy, nobody there. I don't care if you just throw the ball, just, you know, hit throw it, hit somebody in the deck with it, just for fun. Just amuse yourself. We're just, we're moving on. Do you think this coaching staff is telling him that? No, because he's running. He's getting right. himself lit up. That was... Right. And I thought the worst thing he's was... He's going to get I, hurt. He's, he's going to get hurt. He's yeah. def- I'm very I thought he got him. hurt right before the half. He got, th- when yeah. that ridiculous thing where they decided well oh we got booed last week yeah so they got the ball at the end of the half it's like all right you're only down i don't what was it 14 to 10 yeah and halftime so 14 9 something like that oh yeah bears didn't score a touchdown it's like all right you're in it just yeah. let's go to halftime we're gonna regroup 
and they were running. But he ended up running. He got hit on all three plays. And the one time he landed weird, and his kneecap went straight into the ground. It's yeah, like, we don't wanna... need we don't need this. Right. This this is a tough guy, Justin Fields. Yeah. And and he's getting hit. He had two late hits against them in the game. Now, fortunately, they were called, which is um, starting to happen more this year, at least. But this man is getting hit a lot. But you know what's going to happen? He's not. He's going to get through this whole year. He's going to take all this punishment. Next yeah. year, they're going to be better. He's going to get hurt. <laughs> oh, I think we, we finally got it all together. Look at this. This offense is hum- what he's out for the season. Oh, good. Okay. Because <clears throat> that was Jay, right? Remember when Jay broke his thumb trying to tackle a, a, a charger who intercepted the ball in the Bears? That was the end of Lovey. Bears missed the playoffs because of that, and Lovey got canned. Uh, that's how things go. I think we should all applaud Michael Badgley for his uh, Cairo Santos impression. Um, made all four. Of his, made all four of his field goals. Yes, he was. Uh, you wouldn't have even known Cairo was missing based on his performance. Well, I noticed. <laughs> Uh, Trenton Gill kicked off. He did a pretty good yeah. job. So. Yeah. I think the Bears like to have Cairo out there on kickoff, though, because he's an extra tackler. He's, he's just an athlete, that guy. In fact, in the same tweet, I think it was Brad Biggs reported that uh, Cody Whitehair is expected to be out for several weeks and Cairo Santos is back. And I was like, oh, is he going to play guard? <laughs> I think he could do it. Well, if any, if any kicker in the NFL could. What do they list? I, I'm interested now. Cairo is maybe 5'6". He's a little, he's a dainty little guy. Yeah. But he's a football player. So I want to see what they list him at. Because it's going to so be, probably... be ridiculous. Six, he's listed at 6'7". <laughs> <laughs> 275 pounds. Wait, Cairo Santos? Fran Mel Reyes. Let's see here. 5'8". 175. So what's that translate to in real life? 56140? Yeah, 56148 maybe. Do you know where Cairo went to college? I didn't uh, tell now. No, I have no idea. Tulane. Tulane. He was a green wave. Green wave. Okay. Wow. There's your Cairo Santos report for the week. I uh he, uh, of course, we know he was a. This is his second stint with the Bears. He was a Bear in 2017, but he was hurt. Yes. And so he only kicked in two games. So then at the end of the season, Ryan Pace is like, all right, we got to get ourselves a dependable kicker. And they signed Cody Parkey. Yeah, man. Had they simply kept Cairo Santos. No. Oh. No, the whole history of the franchise might have been different. Matt Nagy is probably still the coach this year. Because they're like, probably. we won that playoff game against the Eagles. He can't fire him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, bad news in Pittsburgh for our good friend Mitch Trubisky. Oof. Uh, he made it three and a half games as a starting That's... quarterback. <laughs> I, you know, Pittsburgh's like, uh, you know, what a difference between the franchises. Like, okay, 
They're 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 not playing around. Like Mitch, you suck. You started for how many years with the Bears? Okay, have a seat, pal. Well, I like I said, the Bears gave him three and a half years. Yeah, and the Steelers gave him three and a half games. That's if that doesn't encapsulate put in, the difference put right in, between the franchises. Put in tiny handed little Kenny Pickett who threw an interception on his first pass and his last pass and then another pass there somewhere in between. And they still were like, oh, that's better. <laughs> He's starting this week. <laughs> no, that's better than Mitch. That's fine. Yeah. Go get him, Kenny. Um, so Joe Davis did the game. This is funny. So um, I was watching uh, Mets Braves on Fox on Saturday night. And I heard John Smoltz and thought, oh, well, it must be John Davis. John Davis. Joe Davis. Or John Davis. Joe John Davis. Davis Garfield guy? Isn't that John Davis? <laughs> you couldn't understand. He was just, you could just hear, you could hear the pencil. Like, right. John, you're going to have to talk. They can't, they can't actually see what you're drawing. No, it was uh, Joe Davis. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, they're going to be doing this game. And then the announcer that was doing the game just would not shut up. He was just a, one of the, he'd tell he was, and I'm like, I don't know who this is, but I guarantee you he's somebody's radio announcer. So I looked mm-hmm. it up. It was a guy named Aaron Goldsmith, who is the radio announcer for the Mariners, and again yeah. fills in for Fox sometimes. Okay. And you could just tell because he was calling everything. Right. It's like Aaron, the game is on television. We could see the shit. We can see it. We don't need to tell yeah. us where every pitch is. You don't need to tell right. us that you know the guy had to like shovel the ball to second base. We saw it. Just knock it off. So then I was thinking, oh. Because I, I really thought if I were Fox and this was the first year of my new playoff team, mm. I would have them doing more games together. I'm like, Joe must be doing an NFL game. And lo and behold, he did our. Well, I guess it was an NFL. It was technically an NFL game. Bears, Giants. I don't know what it is. <laughs> right. Um, and so when, uh, when Velvet Jones uh, muffed the punt. <laughs> oh. And I was. So I was looking for this for the column. In my mind, maybe I just imagine it would be a terrible thing to imagine. In my mind, I picture a scene from a movie, and I think it's Harvey Corman and Madeline Kahn. And okay, she has a fur thing, and he goes, "Nice muff." And I, I think I may have dreamt it. I, go, I looked for it. I looked for it for like twenty minutes. Couldn't find I tried it. Tried all kinds of combinations, and you wouldn't. Some of the stuff that came up on my Google search is. I need to apologize to uh, Xfinity. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're they're gonna. But come I to wanted to put I, after the velvet after the Velvet Jones Junior. I wanted to put nice muff. I thought it would be funny because he hmm. muffed a punt. Right. And then a muff, of course, is a uh, fur like a almost like a quarterback hand warmer. Yeah, like that women similar. would like instead of wearing gloves, they would just stick their hands and just walk around. It would be like a little. It's like a. It's like a fancy fur, like a like a, like a fur stole, except it's just a tube to put your hands in, and then it's something else. Um, but anyway, so Velvet muffed the punt, and that was so frustrating. Um, for a lot of reasons, like I wanted to see, I wanted to see the exciting bear two minute drive. <laughs> Didn't but we all? He, um, the punter. Their little crazy Scottish punter for the Giants nailed it. In fact, probably kicked it too far for their good. Yeah. Because as Velvet's going back, he's going to be able to return this and get some yards because the coverage hit wasn't going to be able to catch up to him right away. 
So he goes back. I'm sure he was under orders to fair catch. He should have been under orders to fair catch because the Bears didn't use their timeout on the on the op- the clock was running, and it was going to be pretty close if he tried to return it. You didn't want to get to the two minutes because then, you know, we just we lose the two minute warning. Right. But he's not going to fair he's not going to fair catch it now because he's going to catch it and he's going to going to get 50 yards probably, and it just rolls down his leg, and then he go he's going to fall on it, so it's not going to be that big a deal, and then he misses it, and then it's going to roll out of bounds, but it doesn't. <laughs> And the Giants get the ball, and the game's over. But um, Joe Davis, they show a replay of that later, and he goes, the difference in the game is this play. <laughs> it's like, Joe, well, man, you are an optimist. If you think that not. the only reason the Bears are down is because they didn't get that punt because they were going to r- run right down the field, score a touchdown, and get, go for two and make it. Yeah. I don't know that's ever going to happen. So, But... Uh, I think if you if you don't like Moose and Joe, I think you're probably in luck because they're technically the number two the number two Fox team, and I don't think the Bears are going to be getting the number two team much longer. I, I yeah, I would imagine that ain't going to happen. Yeah, we're going to be at very. It's we are dangerously down into Chris Myers, Adam Archuleta territory. Oh yeah, and we indeed Which we. I don't are. even know if that's oh, who his. Yeah. So, if everybody's like, I don't like these announcers, it's like, well, it's going to get worse. No. No, believe, it get not, believe it or not, believe it or not, it's going to get worse. <laughs> I wonder if we know who they're going to get for the Vikings. Because we know they're getting Kirk Herbstreet and Al Michaels for the game after that. They're on of course, th- that's right. On- Thursday night, Amazon. Bears are tied for second second most for sacks allowed. By the way, well, got it. Across at least you're crawl. <laughs> at least they're tied. At least they're ranked at something. Yeah, top two in the league. That's pretty good. Yeah, the noon games are Bears Vikings, Seahawks hmm. Saints. Yeah. Falcons, Bucks. I'm just looking at the NFC ones. Uh, the 8.30 a.m. game, which is what? So that's that's Eastern. So 5.30 a.m. your time? Five, oh, I'll be up and ready. Getting up, for, Gi- getting up for Giants Packers? <laughs> Saquon Barkley playing quarterback for an entire game? Uh. Yeah, I can't, I can't even guess who the Bears are getting. But, uh, it's not going to be good. No. Maybe it'll be Boog and Ryan Dempster. <laughs> Why not? Hey, on loan from our good friends. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. The Vikings were in the uh, were in the London game this week. Yep. And it ended on a Will Lutz double doink. Yes, I saw I saw that. Sixty-six yard field goal attempt Damn. that uh, was long enough just the, Had the distance. upright got in the way it took a hard right, hit the crossbar and bounced it's got a 50-50 shot then but it bounced yeah. onto the field oh. play, no good, that would have forced overtime right. mm. he had made a 65-yarder already in the game I do worry about the uh 
the exciting Bears defense uh, being able to slow down uh, a team that can actually run and pass, Delvin Cook and Justin Jefferson might uh, yeah. could be problems with that. I could, yeah. But um, uh, maybe they'll have a little London hangover or something. Let's see what the experts uh, think about Bears-Vikings. I'm going to guess the Bears are favored by (laughs) three touchdowns. No, you're not going to guess. I'm going to say the Vikings by six and a half. Seven. Seven. An even seven. Hmm. The Packers are favored by more against the Giants than the Vikings are against the Bears. Packers seven and a half. Okay. Uh, the Kenny Pickett led Steelers are going to Buffalo. I'm going to give this away. The Steelers under Mike Tomlin, actually, I think maybe ever. Well, I just got to be just under Mike Tomlin. Have never been two touchdown underdogs in a game. Oh, my. And they are two touchdown underdogs. Wow. Against the Bills. Oh. Yikes. That's a lot of points for a line in the NFL. So, yeah, the Bears, uh, seven-point underdogs, the over-under set at 44. Uh, I, expecting the Vikings to score a lot of points, I guess. Because <laughs> the Vikings Bears, might get Bears aren't going to be contributing a lot to that total. I don't yeah. No, no. Um, who you got? Oh, I got the Vikings. Uh, yeah, I got the, I got the Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just I, I don't like you know the thing about this whole season so far is like I don't like the narrative that you know just Justin Fields you know the, the Justin Fields sucks narrative is is we're hearing this more and more every week it feels like and look he, he has certainly hasn't been perfect no question about it but well, you know, we, we have a guy who could be the most talented quarterback that, we've, that the Bears have had in a very long time. And I'm just getting a little worried about what this could do to his confidence. Since Craig Krenzel? Since it's... Uh, Will Fear, maybe? Uh, yeah, we'd have to go back to... Um, Rusty Lish? That's who I was trying to think of, <laughs> Rusty Lish. <laughs> the redhead. Yeah. Right. Um. So Dan Weirderer, um, is it just seems like a, just a pain in the ass. Uh, Bears reporter for the Tribune, one of those guys who you know, Mister breaks down. He just crunches tape. He's always breaking down the tape. He knows. He knows. Yeah, yeah. He knows all this. You don't know. You feeble-minded reader. You don't know what I know. <laughs> oh, I know. It's great. Yeah. It's during games, that- he's especially you know he, you know fans. Although I will give him credit, he criticized Field for something. It was a couple plays after the Fields, the long pass to Mooney, and people were piling on like, "You only seen negative stuff. You didn't tweet anything nice about his pass." And I looked back two tweets before, and it was uh, basically like outstanding throw by Justin Fields. Is absolutely it was perfect throw, great catch by Mooney. Blah, blah. So he just, you know, it's not like he's allergic to saying nice things about the Bears, but. He, this morning, had a tweet thread that I just couldn't get through. It's like, buddy, you write for a newspaper. You can just maybe type this out and send this in as a, as a column. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
go as he when he reviewed the film today, he put a lot of the Bears' offensive struggles on Justin Fields. Yeah, see, that's yeah. It was oh, you he's, wouldn't believe all the stuff he was missing. Just he's look at this. <laughs> and then some asshole had a uh, screen cap of on the very first drive. Actually, it was the play. You know, Fields they had the he had the the nice pass to Mooney, and then I think on the next play he dropped back and he took off and he got another first down like right away, ran up the sidelines and out of bounds. Right. This guy has a screen cap of the great uh, Tavon, Trayvon, Wesco, and he's open. And Fields is not looking at him. Fields is three yards beyond the line of scrimmage, and Wesco is open. Because Wesco wasn't open before Fields took off, the guy governing Wesco is now chasing Justin Fields because he's crossed the line of scrimmage. You want to say to the fan, he's like, he tried this against the Packers, remember? Yeah. Where he ran five yards past the line of scrimmage and then threw. He learned that <laughs> you can't do that. Now, maybe you should learn that, too. We used to get a lot of this with Mitch. With all the screen caps of guys. There's that famous picture against the... Uh, some screen cap against the Packers of Trey Burton. All by himself in the middle of the end zone. And yeah. Mitch... I mean, it's, the shot is from behind. The You see Mitch and you see uh, Burton. And then you see Packers like on each... You know, nobody within 10 yards... Right, right. And right. Like, see, Mitch can't even make this throw. It's like, okay, well, that doesn't it doesn't happen all the time. So don't don't just expect on every play you're, you're going to be able to gotcha somebody with a screen grab. And I thought yeah. it was kind of sad that this guy was proving his point with this. It's like I don't care if Wesco is that open. He's that's I don't throw it to him. Yeah, just run. They're fine. <sighs> Yeah, I don't. At, you know, we talked about it last week that it was it was not really concerning, but it was like okay. He didn't he didn't play well against Texans. We just, we watched it. He just didn't play very well against Texans. And but it was still it was the third game of the year. He played I thought markedly better against the Giants. Mm-hmm. And some people are. It's like anything, I guess. There are some people that would just. They'll tell you he played great against the Texans. No, it was you and you. You don't understand. He was great. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not going to change their mind. But there's a lot, there's more people than you would expect who are like, oh, he sucks. Yeah, right. Already. I don't get it. Actually, this is a very this is a very Cub phenomenon. And maybe the White mm. Sox fans do the same thing. I don't know. But Cub fans. Where they, they just decide that it's easier to cope if they give up hope on a player. Think about all the, like, Chris Bryant hate we put up with. Right. Oh, there's tons of it, right? Oh, he was terrible. He was never any good. Like, oh, yeah, so when he was rookie of the year and MVP back-to-back years. Yeah, he wasn't good. basically helped, you know, he was a huge part of why he won the World Series, but he sucks. Right. Um, They do the same thing with, like, Oh, the worst example of it ever, and it was it was was the uh, the 2018 Cubs, mm-hmm. you know, where they were the they ended up with 95 wins, but you know they're kind of limping home. The Brewers are catching them, and yep. these fans could not jump off the fucking bandwagon hard enough or fast enough. It's almost like they feel like if they publicly get out early, then it won't hurt. Yeah, if it goes bad, and it's like oh, if it turns around, well, I'm going to enjoy it. Right, and I right. kind of get the feeling there's a, that there's they already have that attitude about Justin Fields, which is, I'm just going to get out now, and I'm going to tell mm-hmm. everybody that he sucks. 
Because if he's good, nobody's going to call me on that shit. They're just going to be excited they got a good quarterback. And if he's bad, I already, you know, I took my emotional investment. I, I made a withdrawal of my emotional investment. So it's a collective fan base defense mechanism, yeah. essentially. Which is awful. Sad. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Well, because, be, be also because it can have a real world, it can act in a way affect Justin's performance if he's just surrounded by negativity and and you suck and every article is about how much he sucks it could absolutely affect his performance and it's it's not it's not warranted no i mean it's bad enough that he you know once a week he's got to meet with the media and he's got to talk to you know well i'm, I'm sure david huh never darkens the hell's hall uh walls but you right. gotta put up with some of those idiots that's yeah. bad enough um yeah a good example that there's where Cub fans, I noticed this about Cub fans. And it, well, you're going to have a whole offseason of this, so people should brace themselves for this. <laughs> um, if there's a trade rumor, then they, and it's it, it's somewhat um, appealing on the mm-hmm. Cub end, mm-hmm. then they just decide it's going to happen. And it, right. if it doesn't, they are so upset. They just, you know, they they get mad. They scream at anybody who, who like, passed the rumor on. I have a good example of this. Okay, yeah, what is it? So this is very this is it's gonna sound very convoluted, but um because I I worked that one summer for the in the Brewers organization, very loose. I worked for the Blights and everything, I worked for the Brewers, but people in the organization we got to know. And one of them was former Brewer player Randy Reddy, who then went to coach for the Padres. And mm-hmm. when the the Cubs were trying to get... Remember, they kept trying and trying and trying to trade for Jake Peavy. Yeah. They tried over and over and over again. At the winter meetings one year, um, one of the snapper guys who was still working at baseball ran into Randy Reddy. And Randy was talking. He's like, hey. he's The guy was a Cub fan, but he worked for the... He knew he was a Cub fan. He's like, well, you're going to be happy about this. He said, sounds like we're trading um, we're trading Peavy to, the, to you guys, to the Cubs. And he's like, well, who are you guys getting back? He's like, I don't know. He said, we're getting, like, Terrio and Jeff Samarja. And he named off a couple of names. Mm-hmm. Well, this guy told me. Like, he was all excited about it. He's like, hey, it sounds like it's going to happen. I talked to – he goes, I talked to him with the Padres. I go, was it Randy Reddy? <laughs> he goes, well, yeah. He goes, it's the only Padre I know. I said, I know it's the only Padre you know. Yeah. So I put it out on Discipio, but as a rumor. I didn't know if this was going to happen. Sure. And then it didn't happen, and I got, like, hate mail from people. They were so pissed. And I'm like, buddy, I wrote it. This might happen. Not that it was going to yeah. happen. I it's said, like, it's your, it's your fault somehow. Yeah. But I was just amazed to see, like, how, and that rumor came out other places, too. And just yeah. how upset Cub fans got that it didn't happen. And it was like, I just, how do you go through life with that emotionally fragile? Mm-hmm. I mean, I was, I was against it because how could you give up Ryan Terrio? <laughs> yeah, right. How could you possibly replace him? Yeah. So I get that vibe on certain things, and I'm getting it with Justin Fields, which is mm-hmm. the, the the swings. And I, I got to tell you, with all this love going on about our beloved Cubs and how this hot finish to the season is setting up for this huge offseason where they'll probably be prohibitive favorites in Vegas to win the World Series next year yeah, because of all right. the spending that the Ricketts now feel um, compelled to do. Right. 
that I do expect they're going to be active, and I expect they're going to improve the team at it. If you, but they're not going to improve it to the level I think that some Cub fans think they're going to. You know, there's no, some Cub next, fans no. sitting there in, the, in their bedroom going, "Oh, we're going to have." I don't know who's Ross going to play in right field. He's going to have Aaron Judge and Saya, and then <laughs> Shohei. Is he just going to DH? What about Fran Mel? If we get Shohei, who's who's going to DH? Yeah, right. It's like, all right, you might want to temper your expectations a little bit because yeah. there's they there are a lot of ways to improve the team, and um, I'm sure they're right. going to pursue some of them, but they're not going to pursue all of them. It's a, it's another thing. You you expect you're only going to deal with this with like little kids when they first like get into sports, but there's a yeah. lot of creepy adults, and most of them are the ones who wear sweatpants and go to the cup convention. Right. who don't understand <laughs> they can't fathom the idea that not every free agent wants to play for your favorite team right right like they just assume that it's like a shopping list and the cubs oh the cubs everybody loves the cubs the cubs want this guy and this guy and this guy they're just gonna sign him and it's like yeah this guy and this guy might be like fuck that i don't want to play there mm-hmm. and it could be for reasons you don't know it could be like uh oh yeah i uh I had an affair with somebody in Chicago, so no way am I moving to Chicago. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, right, right. And my that. wife and my and that girlfriend are never going to be in the same city at the same time. I cannot right. go play for the Cubs. Um, I just, I, I think there. I wonder if there's an element of Bear fans that. Um, I wonder if, if, if in a way, you you have Justin Fields pitted against the coaching staff. We've we've alluded to this in previous podcasts, but. You know, because I think a lot of people were high on Justin Fields when the Bears got him. I think a lot of people were excited. I think you and I are still among those people. But then, you know, when when you know Pace comes or uh, Poles comes in and the Fluce comes in and Luke Getzey comes in, I, all we hear is how great this front office is and this coaching staff is, and you know, and it, there's really no critical analysis of this other than this podcast. There's listeners here know. Right. The and, only, and, only, this is the only place you can go where you can really figure out what find out what the hell's going on. Right. But you're here but you hear this, oh well, these guys are all great. So if these guys are all great and the quarterback isn't performing, well then I guess it's the quarterback's fault. I'm not so sure that's the case. But I feel like this dynamic is happening somewhat with the phantom. Like they've been so brainwashed that well, how could Fluce and Getsy you know, get this, you know, how could they be at fault? Um, it, they might be at fault because they're just, you know, a couple of schlubs who are who the Bears decided, decided to hire and, and are not able to develop Justin Fields. That's a possibility. We don't know yet. Yeah, we don't know yet. And the, um, we're like everybody else, the weekly nature of the podcast demands that we, like, make up our mind every week. Right. You know, last week it was like, oh, Jesus, this could be going bad. And this week it's like, all right, well, it doesn't seem as much like it's, you know, like I'm more confident in Justin, even though the numbers don't look great. But he just, it yeah. felt better. It felt like he was in, as much as he could be, he was in command of what he was supposed to do. For sure. And we really haven't seen that. And that's a very, that's a good sign. We yeah. haven't seen it this year. We saw it last year in stretches like the game against Pittsburgh and, um, this was like the first time, and the numbers still weren't great. Um, where he felt like if there was a play there to be made, he would have made it. Mm-hmm. And that's 
you know, and that's good. The other thing is, that's the other, the, the nature of this is that, you know, now we're four weeks in. And, you know, you've got a first-time play caller. I guarantee you there are calls. When he sits and looks at the film, he's like, what the fuck did I call that for? Yeah, I would think. I mean, you would hope. And would, there yeah. are plays where Fields like, Oof, I didn't see that. Or right. I shouldn't have done that. Um, and then there's shots of the Flues, who's like, I forgot to write that down on that little 3 by 5 card that I hold in front of my face, even though I have my entire play sheet shoved in my pants, because it's because right. I like the way it feels. Um, <laughs> you know, they're, Tingles. And you got a first-time... Uh, you, know, you got a first-time general manager who I'm sure is already looking at the roster like, what the fuck did I sign that guy for? <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking here? Right. And really yeah. all you can go by is it's you can't you can't see the same mistakes happen over and over again. That's the that's the worst possible sign mm-hmm. is like, oh, God, they fucked this up again. And, you know, the whole uh, – that's what, really what we saw under Nagy. Yeah was after the honeymoon and the league figured out his offense about 10 weeks into his tenure. And he didn't mm-hmm. have a plan B. And he couldn't switch to anything else. And then we just saw the same shit happen over and over and over again. And you realize, okay, he's in over his head. That's mm-hmm. not going to work. Right. Um, so when you're when you're four weeks in, you know, all we can really say is that they have not knocked the socks off of anybody. Mm-hmm. But they have, they really weren't, I mean, the Packers kind of it was like your older brother keeping you at arm's reach, you know. Yeah, right. Swinging, they he's, they've got their hand on your forehead and your arms can't reach. Right. Um, but they won the other two games and they were in this one at the end. So it's not like I mean we know it's like we saw the Mark Trustman Bears. Yeah. Where it's like oh we're down by thirty seven points at halftime. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that actually happened once. Right. Um, you know, so we haven't seen that at least. It's. This is a team that was, that's a team put together with an eye on next year being the year they take their step. Mm-hmm. They made a probably the only decision they really could make, which was our salary cap is fucked up, and the guy traded away all our draft picks. Yeah. So if we cut some salary this year, we have a shitload of money next year, and we're going to make damn sure we keep all of our picks. And I'm sure there's going to be a veteran or two, and but you don't get much. Somebody's going to get traded before the trade deadline in the NFL, like Big Bob right. or somebody's going to get. They're going to have an extra pick or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, people, what are we watching this year for? It's, well, I don't know because <laughs> it's Sunday. <laughs> and we got nothing. We're just, we're just used to. What it. else are we gonna do? That's yeah, right. Game, I gotta watch it. And you sit there and be like, "What the fuck am I watching this for?" Yeah, it's terrible. Um, yeah, but the worst possible thing is you get you get later in the season, and it still looks. It's still. It, I don't know what it's gonna look like because you know who's, who's gonna be still. Um. Who was it? It wasn't Moose. Somebody said one of the players was like walking and talking or whatever. It's like, it was a good yeah. sign. Was, oh, is he taking nourishment too? Yeah. Um, but if you get to the end of the, you get towards the end of the season and it just feels like this, that's a bad sign. Yeah, because you got to be somebody's got to make a leap. Somebody, if there's there's going to be a few players on this team who actually like, hey, that guy actually is pretty good. That's mm-hmm. guy we're going to keep. And it can't just be the guys we already know, right? You know, if it's if at the end of the year you're like, you know who's good, Roquan. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's like, all right, I don't think we accomplished much. No, no, didn't learn a whole lot. No, but it's going to be you know who's really good, Roquan and Tavon Wesco. <laughs> that guy, I have no idea how good that guy. Is. He's there like you a go. young Anthony. He's like an old Anthony Gonzalez. That's the dream scenario right there. Yep. Uh, 
Yeah, so, like... One of the things I still am a little troubled with with Justin, and I do think it handicaps the offense, is he did it again this week, where they try to set up like a, an easy pass for him early in the game, and he doesn't throw it anywhere near the guy. It's like, yeah. it's like what are you, Steve Sachs? Who's Chuck Knobloch? Does he have the yips? <laughs> got the yips. But we know he doesn't because they ran a million screen plays after that, and he actually got the ball where it was supposed to. But it was like, oh, no, we're going to go through this again. It's like, here's a four-yard pass. Oh, he threw it at the guy's feet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought there was a, um, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how they rotate their running backs, but I thought it was odd that the first possession of the second half, Tristan Ebner was in for the first yeah. two plays and then he was out and Khalil Herbert was in for third down. Maybe Khalil was pooping. Maybe he wasn't back yet. That could have been it. Could have been it. All right, Khalil. He's in the shitter. Ah, crap. That's what he's doing. <laughs> Right. I believe it is crap, yes. So, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't remember this happening all the time. The writers are very quick to uh, tweet out pictures of the uh, snap, the total snaps played by every player. Have you noticed that this year? That's like a big deal. Uh, I think it's because uh, of Tevin yeah. Jenkins. They're like tracking uh, how many snaps, but they keep, it's like, ah, that's great. I mean, the first week, it the uh, jarring thing was how few, or no, it was the Packer game, was how few plays they ran. <laughs> It was like 41 yeah. offensive plays. <laughs> you're like, oh, that's well, not good. It's like, okay, guys, I don't need to see this. Yeah. You know, I, there's an odd, I think there's like an odd investment in Tevin Jenkins with the media. Yeah, that, that seems to be the case. Yeah, I'm not sure why. I mean, I want it to be good. It would be certainly be useful if a second round draft pick wasn't a complete turd. Yeah, um, be nice. But they're like, I can't believe they're playing the Lucas Patrick over him. It's like, all right, well, I'll tell you what, buddy, you go in there, you break that film down. I don't want to see, publish your grades. I want to see your grades, and then we'll, then we'll talk. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we talked right. a lot more about the Bears Giants than they deserved. Yeah, we sure did. Uh, we'll we'll try to we'll rectify that next week with a ten minute podcast yeah, about, about the uh, Bears Vikings. I've never seen a team give up a hundred points before. <laughs> yeah, Bears Vikings Sunday noon, ten mm. Pacific. So what do you what do you um. So are you like having brunch when you watch the bear games out there? What do you? Uh... Great, it's so great. Yeah, you're up. You know, by one o'clock, you're done. You got your whole Sunday. Well, I know what that's like because I really do. I like. I'm not gonna. I well, I'll watch, but I'm not. It's Packers. So I don't really give a shit. Um, I do like the London games because it's nice to have. You basically have football then from out here from eight thirty in the morning until eleven o'clock at night. It just never yeah. ends. It just goes. It's great. Yeah, that's great. You got the whole. You're done by one. You got a whole. It's a beautiful day. You got the whole day. I like uh, it. I, I did. I want to bet this week um, because someone put it, pointed out that the Justin Fields over under on total passing yards was the lowest quarterback total they'd ever seen. <laughs> it was 144 and a half. So I bet the over, and he comfortably he was over that in the third quarter. Although I worried that you know, like, uh oh, it would. How great would it have been? So, right on the <laughs> last play. That the Bears lost like fifty yards, and they were all they all counted against his passing. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. Because uh. I looked, I believe, with all the laterals, I believe he ended up. He got credited for eight passing yards on that play. So the stupidest play I've ever seen. He threw the he threw a pass, then it got bad. The let the the successful lateral, the first one would have counted on his yardage, but then once they determined there was a fumble, mm-hmm. then the passing part of the play ends. 
Now it's just like a now it's basically a fumble. It's like if they had run it for a touchdown, it would have been like an eight yard pass and a sixty yard fumble return. First. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thanks, Mike. Well, thank you. We'll see you next week. Many of us have herpes. I just want this to be over.